Hey everyone, you're listening to the Tech Execs Podcast, and welcome to episode seven. So actually, you know what, we're going to deem this season two of the Tech Execs, and we're going to change things up a little bit. We'll talk about that in a little bit more detail. Let's kick this off. What do you think, Brian? I think that's a good thing to do. All right, three, two, one. Let's do this. All right. Hey, guys, this is Eric Clark and Brian Schuster. And today we're coming at you with episode seven, season two of the Tech Execs. And we've got some great feedback from some people that have been listening, and we've been really appreciative of uh, some of that feedback. Very much so, yes. And we're actually going to change up the vision for this podcast a little bit. And, um, you know, we're both kind of in the, the standpoint of let's pivot where we need to pivot, right? So originally we thought, you know, let's do a podcast. And uh, actually, the the thought kind of ended there, right? Brian and I both wanted to just start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, there was no like, oh yeah, we got this great thing. There's no like, yeah, yeah let's how how expensive are microphones and <laughs> how often can we get a room? It's like, oh, weekly. Oh, yeah. okay, that's great. So uh, that's r- literally where we started, and we're both in the tech industry, so it made sense to do the tech execs mm-hmm. and kind of try to appeal to. Um, decision makers in the tech industry. And so not to discount that at all, but I think what we're going to do is use this next season of the tech execs to talk about some really interesting trends in the technology space and also some more career advice for IT professionals or those who are aspiring to be IT professionals. Or I've been in this particular field for a long time and I want to break into another field or I want to grow inside my position. Which leads us to our topic today. We are going to be talking about networking. And a couple examples. One, if you're not in IT today and you're wanting to get into IT, what do you need to do to build your network to help you make that move? And if you're in IT today, Uh, having great connections is very helpful. So how uh, do you build your network? Yeah, and this is honestly the one thing, if you look out in the world and you see people who are successful in the careers and have done great things and people who are working hard but are still not making it, this is like the one major decider. I mean, between those. I mean, networking is the closest thing you will find to magic in the business world. It is incredible it leads to great results, and it is the thing that if you are not doing today, you have to find a way to make this a part of your, you know, a part of your schedule. Absolutely. So let's let's talk about this. What is networking? First and foremost, it's building great relationships. Yeah, it's yeah the base idea of just networking. I mean, okay, so if I say networking to you, you probably have this idea of this shark tooth man sitting in a room with a bunch <laughs> of business cards and like. You think of really bad networking. You get a guy in a corner, and you he goes and approaches you, and you start talking. He's really friendly, and then like all of a sudden, he figures out who you are and realizes, oh, you're not that important, and just loses all interest. That's usually what you think of networking. Either yeah. that or absolute dire boredom, which I've had <laughs> both of those experiences. And the truth is, is that that's not really networking. That's not really what the core of what networking really does for people. And it's really just kind of the bad example. It's like learning about sales from a used car salesman. It's just mm. not the place you want to go. Yeah. 
and do that. So really all networking is at the end of the day is just building relationships. And when we talk about networking, we think about it, you know, at least the way we discuss it, we think about it as a systematic way of introducing you to new people for the purpose of bringing out new opportunities. Right. That's really what it is at the end of the day. And so really great networking for the most part, is really altruistic at the end of the day. That's the way you should approach it. For the purpose of this episode and the way we want to talk about it, we want to focus it on like why should you network? And really the big point of that is you should be networking to bring in better opportunities for yourself. So one of the paradoxes of networking, and this is kind of the odd thing you know, about it, is that you're out there not looking for something for yourself. You're out there almost giving to the world mm, and trying to bring people point. back to you. Yep. And yet, the more you give to your network, the more you connect people and bring them back, the more you kind of bring back to yourself. So like kind of the first paradox of networking versus anything else is it almost has to be approached as this altruistic, I don't get anything from the world. I'm just going to give as much as I can. And that's when you end up being most successful. That's yeah. that shark two guy that I mentioned before. The thing where they fail is that they're immediately looking for something. So that's kind of like kind of the first paradox of networking. I guess this, maybe we're going to go through paradoxes. You know, sure, let's do this. Yeah. So, so I think you know, for someone like me, Brian, you're way better at networking than I am myself. Yes, I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for uh, saying that <laughs> and complimenting me. <laughs> no, but I, uh, it, it's true, Brian. It seems like a natural thing for you to go out and network, right? So I've really where you know on, on the flip side of that, I've really had to work at that. I've really mm-hmm. I really have to feel like I, I work harder to build my network. Um, which means I have to take a more focused approach to okay, what meetups are out there? What right. content sources can I plug into to then kind of get connected to the people that I think I need to get connected to. And then if you think about like if you're somebody who's on the outside of the technology industry, how do you get inside? I, I guess the, when you're talking about that, that kind of plays into like the different paradoxes of this thing. Like, you know, the first paradox is you got to be altruistic. The second paradox is you can't really put a time frame on this sort of thing on how you do it. You almost kind of have to be networking all the time. Right. This isn't an overnight right, uh, right, right. magic wand approach. Right. So like for a lot of people who aren't going through and networking, they usually think of like, you know, it's almost the same mistake people make with working out. You know, if you work out once, you get one workout in. You have to make it a habit to really get the long-term habitual needs. So kind yeah. of the, you know, the other, you know, the next paradox of networking is it's not a single event, you know, as opposed to knowledge. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Right. It's a marathon yep. and not one that you have to work particularly hard at because you need to do certain things where you can brush up on your networking squ- skills, but persistence and consistency is way, way, way more important in the long run. And just a word of encouragement here. Make a list of the people that you really admire in the space that you're trying to get into and reach out to them. I realize that can be a really scary thing to probably, you know, send a, a cold email, you know, somebody you've never talked to that you don't have a relationship right, right. with. Right, right. So but take the chance and put yourself out there and see what happens. Don't be reluctant to send that email or attempt to make that contact. 
be persistent and consistent. Yeah, and that's, you know, it's kind of another thing that's weird about this space or whatever, where if you're going through and you're doing it consistently and you're playing the long game, one of the things, the approaches that seems kind of paradoxical here is that you have to treat it way more like a marketing game. Like you're almost selling yourself in a way. You're selling this altruistic service that you have of I'm trying to give as much as I can. But like some of the most successful cold emails or cold contacts I ever gotten were basically like this person should have never responded to me. Like, you know, just to give a story about networking, I you know, know a entrepreneur in the area who's very successful, runs, you know, great company. We're about the same age, but he's like on the Inc. His company's on the Inc. 500. Great, successful company. I had no business contacting him, and I just found his email somehow and literally just cold emailed him and said, hey, we should get coffee. And I yeah. send emails like this all the time. Why not? And he said, yes, and we've been having coffee for years now. And he reaches out to me and be like, hey, we haven't met for a little bit. So just out of curiosity, what's your conversion rate? Actually, a lot higher than you would expect. Really? Really. Really. Interesting. Like, so say like uh, out of 10, how many are you getting responses from? At least 20%. Okay. At least. Hey, that's better than sales, right? Like, right, like, Typically, right. it's like 10% for sales, but 20%. But still, you have eight no's. Right? Out Actually, of the 10. It's not, it's not even no. It's just a non-response. Or nothing, right? right? But that's the same, which in some cases might be incredibly discouraging. But what Brian is saying is just keep your eye on the prize and don't lose sight of that. Right. And you have to hit. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, If you go at it with an altruistic mind and go after it consistently, mm-hmm. you learn not to be bugged by those sorts of things. Exactly. Like One of my favorite places to go actual networking is on meetup.com, but not the way you're thinking. Because meetup.com is a great place to actually go to a place in person. And that is just networking heaven. You find people who like love networking. You, you know, like The people who usually run those things are crazy, crazy contacts to have. Yeah. for networking. They're usually the most knowledgeable. They want to meet people. You meeting them is like validation that they're working. So those have been some of the best contacts. No, I actually went to meetup.com and actually like went to message people directly. Their messaging platform is pretty straightforward. If you are just part of a group, you can message anyone in that group. So as an experiment once, I actually sat down and went, okay, here are 50 people that are a part of this group because I either wanted to learn this technology or sub-discipline. Yeah created a form letter, messaged 50 of them, got like a 25% response rate. My month for the next four weeks was filled up with meetings just from that one activity. I mean, and it, it's just doing it. It's just for, form. You send it out. You're going out and doing that. And you just get these great responses. And what happens when you meet those people is that 90% of the time, you're not going to get a great you know, you know, response rate. Or there's no great opportunity right now, or there's nothing there. But two things happen. One, you start this clock. And this is one of those networking principles I've never read anywhere, but it seems absolutely true. The clock is, when somebody first meets you, it's usually always an awkward conversation. Always. I've never had a first meeting that has not been awkward on some level. Even with people who are like naturally extroverted like myself, it's going to be a little bit weird, you know, particularly when you don't have a lot in common or to talk about. It seems odd. But then this clock starts in the background and it's running constantly throughout the next year. And by the time you hit 12 months after that first contact, if you go and reach out to that person again, they will treat you like a best friend. 
it is the craziest mm. thing I have seen. And that's where persistence comes in. Yep. That's where it comes, you know, where you do. Where if you just reach out or you have a book that you think they like or an article you read or something, you just randomly say, hey, I remember we talked about this subject. Let me go and hand you this information. Right. They will go and treat you with open arms. And it's like their Rolodex just like cracks open. And if you have somebody you want to meet or do something, they are totally comfortable helping you out. Yeah. And that's why persistence and being available is so important because you have to lay these seeds out to even get to the point where you'll actually have these people there. Right. And that's what leads to opportunity. And what that leads to is your ability to go and show your skills, to show you're valuable and create. And that's where the door of opportunity creaks open a little bit and you're able to enter in and start breaking into a new industry. And so there are probably different types of people listening right now. And for simplicity, we won't break those down too much, but there's those that this comes really naturally and then those where it doesn't. You really have to work harder at at networking. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it's going to be difficult to persist if you're in the latter half of that group where it's harder for you to network. Yeah, that's a different, yeah. It's going to be hard to persist through receiving a lot of no's or non-responses. And, you know, frankly, going into some of these marketing, or not marketing, but meetup events or networking events, those things probably just don't energize you. So a couple pieces of advice. Um, it's going to be really important to spend some time just thinking about your goals in the first place and your desires so that you can keep that at the forefront of your mind because those goals that you write down are likely to become, you know, what's motivating you. And so if you have a clear picture of that, going to the networking events uh, where it doesn't energize you is going to be a little bit easier. And then create a plan of attack. So just don't go in blind, but just kind of have an idea what you need to do. So it doesn't have to be an elaborate plan or anything like that. Just spend a little bit of time thinking about definitive actions that you can take uh, to build your network. So maybe that's, you know, going and searching meetup.com for some local events that are relevant uh, for your networking or, you know, ask a friend or family for some advice or recommendations. Whatever those next steps are, just go after them. Right. But I think that's kind of the other paradox here that you mentioned. So we have altruism, we have, pers- you know, the persistence, and then finally you have marketing where this is really being treated almost like a business, almost like you're selling yourself, where even though you're being altruistic, you can't expect anything from them. You can't expect any time frame, but right. you have to absolutely treat it yourself like a business. Yeah, that's a great point. So let me start out by just talking about your social profiles, your kind of online life. You know, things like this. What what do your social profile pictures, you know, on LinkedIn, for example, say about you? Are they professional looking? You know, is it too casual? Is it weird looking? Is it dated? Um, does, does it look kind of sloppy? Is it grainy? You know, you have to give it just a little bit of thought about how you're being perceived by others, even something just as simple as your profile pic. Um, even email signatures, you know, they're a chance for you to market yourself. So think about what you're email signature says about you today. Can you can you tweak it a little bit to help market yourself because you know every time you send an email you have a chance to share something about who you are to the people that you're uh, communicating with. So and and actually here's a little shout out to uh indie based startup Sigster. That's uh S I G S T R.com. They didn't ask for a plug or anything. Uh but uh, I like what they're doing. They're doing some really cool and interesting things with email signature marketing. 
uh, for companies. Uh, but anyway, the, the point here is you, you have a chance to build your online reputation your, and how others perceive you, how you market yourself in nearly every form of communication online. So it's really worth uh, exploring how to make that better for yourself. So, uh, you know, I, I also use, I want to mention this, uh, something called about.me. Uh, it's a website. It's kind of a digital uh, like front door, basically. It's a really simple service. Um, allows you to create a landing page for yourself basically and uh, just kind of shows who you are there's a place to kind of put a little bio together and then link off to all your you know to your website uh, and all your social profiles your company website etc you know I've I've actually just made my email signature very simple at this point I just have a link to my about.me page Uh, that's all that's in my signature and I've actually seen some pretty good results from doing that yeah and I actually do the same thing I actually have my core profile and my LinkedIn profile, both as my email signature. So no matter what I'm sending out, that is always part of it. Yeah. And actually, on my email signature for my iPhone, it's highvirgin.com, which is our brand yeah. and blockchain. And the points of doing that, and the reason why you're going out there, you know you have certain opportunities you're looking for. You have certain stages, you're in a certain stage of life, there's things you want to do and experience in this world. So you know, like, I want to accomplish those things. But it is absolutely critical that you open yourself up to help other people, yeah. to connect people with your own network. To you, it's boring. To you, it's just your network, it's always there. Mm-hmm. But to somebody else, it could be the opportunity for them to basically go and innovate on your career. And let me tell you, the person who helps connect you to a new field will be remembered forever. You will be friends Mm -hmm. with them forever. They will always think about it because the person who helped create their career or that connection will always be a part of that story. And that is like a golden thread that can never be cut. But I think you made also a very good point there about, look, you really need to be focused on how you can add, add value to the people that you want to network with. Mm-hmm. It can't. You know, it has to be a two, little bit of a two way street there. But like, you know, what value are you are you bringing to the table? Yeah, or I guess the better way of saying it is not what value am I bringing because that puts the onus on like, oh, am I good enough? Or am I going to do this? It's more like a challenge. It's more like what value can I bring to the table? Well, I guess my point is saying that is that you know it's it's not entirely up to you, but you need to have a little bit of a focus on like, how can I help this person in front of me? It's like a helpful attitude. Okay. That's a great point. Yeah. You're figuring, you're constantly thinking through what are the things I can do to help? What are the things I do? What connections can I make here? What skills can I bring to help do that? Exactly. The person who's sitting there thinking, how can I help does way, way better at the end of the day Mm -hmm. than the person who's only trying to help themselves. So kind of wrapping up our three points here with networking, what are the three paradoxes of networking that you should work on? The mm-hmm. first paradox being it is an altruistic act that when you go out to the world, you are not trying to help your own effort, but you are trying to help the efforts of everyone else. Yeah. So the second paradox is something where you need to really treat it as a long-term thing as opposed to a short-term objective for yourself. It has to be long-term because you have to be focused on the long-term relationship. And it can also be very difficult for someone to remain persistent. Just know going into this that you're probably going to get several no's before you get one or two yeses. No's or non-responses. Or non-responses, yes. Persist through the non-responses and don't take that as validation or a point that like you're not on the right track. Just know that people are busy 
And a lot of times you just don't get the response that you're hoping for. The third paradox of this whole thing is even though you're being totally altruistic and this is just you and yourself, you have to treat yourself like a business. You have to think in terms, in a lot of cases, of cold calling and doing the small technical things like how do I write a good email or how do I go and just do a cold intro with someone? You have to treat yourself and your marketing like you are a business because at the end of the day, it feels like that. And that's where we talked about the automation, the things that go into your email autoresponder, you know, or at the bottom of your email every time it's sent out. You start thinking of those technical things like a business would think about marketing themselves, except you are marketing yourself. So the third paradox is treat yourself like a business despite the altruism, despite just being an individual. All right. And uh, hey, that wraps it up for episode seven, season two of the Tech Execs. I'm Eric. I'm Brian. And we want to really thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. Give us a chance. We're the new guys on the block. And we really appreciate you uh, taking the time to listen. Uh, If you haven't already, go subscribe out on iTunes to our podcast to get all the latest episodes when we release them. And I'd like to invite everyone to go out and leave us an honest review on iTunes. This would actually really help... Um, other people find the podcast. So if you found it helpful, you uh, found this valuable in any way, it would really help us if you just left an honest review and uh, we would really appreciate that. You can also connect with us on Twitter at the tech execs. And of course you can find all the show notes for today's episode posted at the tech session seven. That's thetechexecs.com slash session seven. And that wraps it up. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you next time.